I'm Joel Rollins, and you're listening to Rave Radio, and you've found the third part of a conversation between Gary Kay, Mark Coxon, and myself about the state of education in our industry, our thoughts, and our thoughts on the needs of the business. Anyway, you now join midstream a conversation between Gary Kay, Mark Coxon, and myself. On the on the second piece, when but, you guys, talk- and if I can just add to yeah. something, that is the traditional role of an industry association, which okay. we no longer are. Uh, yeah, and I think I think that's I mean I think that's a valid point. Um, on the other piece that we talked about, where Gary was talking about twenty five years ago versus two years ago, I think this is a huge place that CTS could have some dramatic improvement, and that right now your CE or your continuing education credits. They don't have to be anything specific. You go get your amount of RUs that you need and you renew your CTS. You could go and take, I mean, at, you know, our, our company offers 12 and a half RUs for mounting solutions, right? So say you go take those, you go take another, another uh, manufacturer's training on another piece. Guess what? You may have taken all your RUs and taken nothing on digital video or taking nothing on IP transport of video, right? And guess what? Tomorrow, you're going to need to know those things. There should be some category of RUs or some core of RUs that you need to take to keep up with existing technology to confer that you are still current with the methodology being used in the current marketplace. And if there was some way to do that, to say, hey, here's the core. You got to take a couple in IP. You got to take a couple in digital video. And guess what? You can go take mounts and you can go take screens and you can take Pisker or you can take these other things peripherally, but we want to make sure that you spend five, six hours over the next three years, you know, learning about the way an IP switch works, because guess what? You're going to see one in your next job, right? I think those are two places that we could have some dramatic improvement in number one, the leveling out the base of knowledge that CTS holders hold that would assure that the person who got one 25 years ago has some of the same core knowledge as the person who got it two years ago, whether we're four years behind or not, Joel, based on ANSI, but, you know, <laughs> but at least they would have that same level and to have some type of way to hold people accountable for consistently underperforming. I think those two things could be a huge plus to a CTS program and things that I don't think would be extremely difficult to implement. Okay, Gary, then a quick summation from you. Um, And so I would say, in continuing my thought earlier, that we're sitting in the middle of a change, and I believe that Infocom wants – I don't believe Infocom is sitting around saying, how can we get more money out of people, and how can we just get more money out of this program? I believe that – because I know the people involved in education – and the people involved in education, and maybe the marketing people or maybe the membership people have to think that way because that's their job. But, but we miss you, Melissa. And, and the people in education are really focused on quality education, and they question things. They they ask you know the right they get the right people involved. I and mean, getting you back involved, Joel was was I'm for sure very intentional. Um, so I think that they're thinking the same things you're thinking, Mark, the same things I wrote, and the same thing. I think that they have a plan, but they can't carry it out instantaneously. And interestingly enough, they can't carry it out without people like the three of us.
us and others that have that knowledge base to to make sure the program is kept up to date. So I have I guess I am bullish on things because I believe look, I was in this industry when there was no standards and we would just make stuff up <laughs> only so that we could describe things in literature when we were when we would when we would um, come out with a new catalog at Extron or whatever. I mean, it, what, we weren't doing things to harm people. We just, there were no terms to explain what the heck we were talking about. So we just, we had to make up things to describe things. Those days of making up things need to be gone because what happens with that is there's no, there's no way to even ca- uh, calculate or even measure a way of understanding that or even know who gets it and who doesn't get it. And if they understood that this was just an analogy to explain A goes to D, and, and so therefore, we have to move, we have to have some standards, we have to have some baseline knowledge, and I think what we're sitting in the middle of it. If we were to fast forward 25 years from now, we'd be saying, thank God those guys 25 years ago had enough forethought to think that CTS could be better than it was today. And thank God for those guys 35 or 40 years ago who started the program or restarted the program when they did. That's the level of faith I have. And it's, it doesn't come from any bias towards Infocom, even though I do have a bias towards Infocom. But interestingly enough, my bias is completely on the educational side. I've not worked with Infocom on marketing. I've never worked with Infocom on membership. I've only participated as a trade show participant and, and, and an attendee. So I don't actually know those people or have any skin in the game there. I do have skin in the game in education, have worked with the people in education. The same people I worked with in education are the same people that happen to be there today. And I know that they're not just sitting around looking at how can we make money off this program. They're thinking about how to make the program better. I believe if we fast forward 25 years from now, a lot of things that we've talked about, a lot of concerns that we have will be addressed because of discussions like this and the obvious, they're getting the same kinds of responses from everybody. And of course, if the retention rate is lower, they'd be crazy not to, not to wonder why it was lower. But we'll all know, like you said, in, in April or May, and if the retention rate is good, then they should be shooting for the next 10,000 instead of just recovering the, the current 10,000. Okay, I'm going to jump in here and, and wind us up um, because you got me wound up, obviously. Um, <laughs> Mark, Gary, the reason I asked you both to do this was I couldn't agree with both of you more. Um, you know, I, I read, and Gary, your, your, point, your point is well taken. The problem with it is, and in the 25-year view, it may be right, but I pay dues now, and I have to install audiovisual equipment tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I need a source for current education. And, and Gary, the people in education at Infocom are my friends, too, and have been for a long time. And I will tell you... I love Infocom. I've given Infocom over 30 years. But the fact of the matter is, Infocom no longer fills an important role that is missing in our industry. It's gone on to fill other roles. And I think you're, in, you're entirely right. As a general educational standard, 25 years from now, it may be fine. My point in all of this is that we still need hands-on, taught by people who understand, up to the minute, industrial education, uh, actually training rather than education. That is being taught. If you go to Audinate's AVNW, you get training on that, and that is Infocom CTS. Yes, Mark is right. You can go and get 12 and a half credits from Chief and game the system. No offense, uh, because I do think Chief's education is good, but that's not the best way to get a CTS. They sh- people should be going, you mentioned Audinate, people should be going to 
um, Audinate's Dante AVNW training, and that should be part of it. They should also be going to the classes that are on 4K and how to distribute system uh, signals in 4K, and, and they should be looking at other online offerings in future technologies. How to regulate that and who's supposed to regulate that, to me, I look at it differently. I look at, as Mark said, you, you, just because you graduate from medical school doesn't mean you can become a doctor. But the person in charge of the hospital, the, 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 the president of the hospital, has to make sure his or her doctors are kept current, and it is his job or her job to make sure that that happens and to, to ride the system and to ride his own people, his or her own people, to make sure that, that happens. I look at it the same way. It is incumbent upon the owner of that dealership or the person in charge of whoever's in charge of whoever's working for anybody who's CTS to make sure that his or her people aren't using the system or gaming the system because, yes, it allows them to keep the three letters, but that ain't buying you anything, buddy. If you're doing that, that, you're making a huge mistake in your own organization that short-term you may not notice, but long-term, you're going to get your butt kicked by everyone else who isn't gaming this. So the effect of the ANSI thing has been to take business owners who must deliver practical results and say, it is now less important to me than it used to be. Is it important, and will I still pay for it for my people? Absolutely. And, and I don't know that tw- if we look forward 25 years from now that ANSI will be part of this, or I also don't know, I, I'm not privy to those discussions, or that ANSI themselves is looking outside of their current system because we can't be the only association in the world or the only industry in the world that is concerned about boxing everything in to a standard. Um, so, so, But I am optimistic. I'm not the kind of person that sits around and is pessimistic about everything that goes on in the industry. I'm optimistic that the right people are thinking about it. And I can tell you that, like you, Joel, we're the same way. In addition to having CTS, we still do customized training for everybody that works for us. Why? Well, the CTS doesn't teach you how to use a camera. Uh, for on a trade show floor to shoot the little short videos that we do. And the CTS doesn't train you how to do the things that we do exactly the way we do them. It trains a whole bunch of other stuff. All of us as business owners have intellectual property that we teach all of our employees that I am not going to give away to anybody's training system because it is our intellectual property that make it so that we're doing our business the right way and serving the customer the right way. And in your case, that intellectual property includes the network training and things like that, and I'm sure Milestone has that sort of thing as well. There's, they have their own internal training. So, but at least, again, I go back to it, at least CTS is a starting point. And I, CTSI I, is respected by the install industry, and CTSD is respected by the, uh, by the design industry. And yeah, it may not be perfect, but it's respected. I, I understand that. And, and, and I think that if I can sum up you know, what I was trying to say, which was not an attack on Infocom because – Infocom is a great association, but it is no longer strictly a trade association, right? And, and it's got a valuable place in the industry, and I think it will be the preeminent association in the industry, and I will always be a member and I'll always support it. So my question is, it, does there need to be a trade association in addition to Infocom? And does, there, does that association need to have a designation like the CTS in addition to the CTS? Mark, you want to close us up? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that it needs to be separate from Infocom or that it, it couldn't be handled by Infocom. I mean, obviously, we're, we're, all, we're all their audience, right? I mean, the great thing about Infocom is they, they do have our ear and they have our attention and they're visible, right? Um, 
could there be a subsect of Infocom or a, a designation within Infocom where they had, you know, um, trade-specific training or trade-specific certifications that carried something different than CTS or a different designation after it? Uh, I think there's a place for that. Um, I don't. I don't care whose names on it. I'm not invested in whose names at the top of the, of the letterhead. What I'm invested in, Joel, is is what I think you're invested in. Is that we have we have an educational and trade association that is able to put you know the best possible force for promoting our industry out on the ground. And you know I think we see more and more of this DIY consumerization of our industry, and we wonder why you know, we, why we start to lose jobs to people who are going to put in an iPad with an Apple TV and a, and a, and a television from Costco. And the problem is, is that, you know, we're not, we're not, um, giving our customers anything to hang their hat on with any type of reliable guarantee experience when they hire somebody from our industry association. You can hire somebody with a CTS who goes and does the same thing. They put the TV up on the wall with an Apple TV and, a, and an iPad and they leave. And they're like, geez, I could have done that myself. Why would I hire pros to do that? And then you have another whole you know, job where the people put in an interconnected television with maybe a Crestron Air Media piece that actually talks to some other stuff in the building. And, works with, and then they're like, oh, wow, I'm really glad I hired the pros to do this. I could have never done this on my own. There are two huge, there's a huge gap in the experience the end user has, even when hiring somebody that it belongs to our association and touts the initials. And until we solve that, we're not going to be able to go out as an industry and promote ourselves in a way that is um, that says, hey, when you hire somebody from our industry that's a professional, you're going to get an experience that you can't get doing it yourself. And that's why it's worth hiring us. And that's what we need, or we dissolve, right? We, we, we cannibalize over time. And, uh, uh, that's what I want. I mean, I don't care whose name's at the top. If it's Infocom, great. If it's another association, great. We just need we just need somebody um, who helps us stay current, promote quality, and assure that the end user experience is consistent and quality based. I think. Well, and you know, Mark and Gary, as I said, you know, the reason I wanted to get this thing together was I couldn't agree with both of you more. And I think that, you know, for those of you who are out there listening from Infocom, this is obviously a discussion that's going to be going on for a long time. And the one thing I'll say from the three of us is we all love you. We've all got blood in the association. And this is something where, you know, I think I got, you know, going on this conversation because the person I used to call about this to whine all the time was Melissa Taggart, who was one of the best people I ever knew. And she retired. So now Mm -hmm. we're going to have to take up this conversation. Mark, Gary, thanks for being with me. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Joel. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Thanks again for being with us. Over the next few weeks, we'll be discussing this more, obviously, on our blog at www.ravepubs.com, where we would love to hear from you, and in some interviews with other people with, as they say, skin in the game. Until then, from me from Gary, from Mark, and from Rave Radio. Thanks for being with us. We look forward to talking to you again.